Hello, folks. Welcome to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. It's Bill Gallagher again with you this morning. I hope you're having a good day. We're coming to you from our studios in Holly Hill, Florida. Beautiful Holly Hill, Florida, I might say. I always give a weather report. Let me look outside. Holy mackerel. It is absolutely beautiful out. Uh, gosh, you know what this weekend is? It's where you set your clocks back and... You know, I'm not really fond of that. I, I love biking in the afternoon and stuff like that. I love the longer days, but you know what? Until it changes where we keep it all the same, which I hope at some point we will, we're going to we're gonna deal with that. But it is absolutely beautiful here. I want to give a shout-out to my friends at Daytona Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram for their loyal support through the years. And a double shout-out to our bud, Daniel Dye. Uh, last week, and I don't know if we talked about this, but last week we had a ceremony out at daytona international speedway daniel is going to be promoted to the truck series craftsman truck series this next year with gms up in uh, north carolina really really excited about that and uh also want to give our condolences to our friend jimmy kitchens Uh, his granddaughter passed away unexpectedly and we're all you know our hearts and prayers go out to jimmy and and his whole family during this very difficult time. So we've got a very special guest with us today. We've got Teresa Shrugel with us. And uh, Teresa, thank you so much for coming in. Hi, yes. Thank you so much for having me. Well, this is a this is a real treat. And, and I actually met Teresa, gosh, probably had about a year and a half ago. I think so. She and her husband, Brock, own a business called High Tides Graphics. And let me tell you, folks, if you're in the Central Florida area, and you need to have some really, really quality work done. Mm-hmm. These are the folks. They they did, I think, four of our new Dodge vans, and we just had a new uh, vehicle yesterday I picked up from Brock down there, and it's uh, it, it, it really looks cool. That logo, I mean, man, you can see that from the space shuttle. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Thank you, and thank <laughs> you so much. I, I'm so happy to be here. Well, you, you actually have multiple occupations, but the one down there with Brock is – it's so cool. So I always like to learn a little bit about our guests when we do when we start here. Now you you're from originally from Illinois. Talk about that. Yes. Uh, so I'm from the Midwest. Brock is as well. I'm actually from Illinois. Um, been down in Florida about ten years now. Why is it that people from the Midwest are so nice? Did anybody ever do a study on that? Oh my goodness, I don't know. You know, we do. Yes, I I, I feel like what is it, Minnesota nice? Um, and anytime we travel back up there, it it really truly is. We we get up there and um gosh the last time we were at the airport um i had stopped at the information desk and the woman just lit up how can i help you what what are you in need of oh is this your your pet we brought our dog with us so she was just so kind (laughs) oh my gosh what's your dog's name gus gus yeah he's a little french bulldog about six months we love him a french bulldog Mm -hmm. i don't know if how, how do you know it's french Oh, I don't know. <laughs> He's does a he special French? breed. Does he bark in French? Well, he definitely has found his voice. He does. He has. He's, he's yes. Yeah. Well, you know, we used to have a, a camp up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and I love those people up there. I mean, they're they are they're so cool to listen to the way they talk. You know, I'm sure you'll hear my accent come out. I don't know what I have anymore. If I'm Florida, if I'm Midwest, I'm not even sure. Well, that whole area, and Brock is from Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was that that uh, that movie Fargo? Remember that? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Fargo? Oh, you've got to see it. It is a crazy. It's a it's a bit of an intense movie. I'm not sure it's good for yeah. all listening audiences, but it's a heck of a movie. Yeah. But it's filmed like up in Minnesota, or just oh, I didn't know out, that someplace up there in the, in the hinterlands. So okay. But anyway, the reason to, Teresa is with us today is nice enough to join us here in studio is. Uh, 
we 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 really share a common passion. Really, do, really do. You know, everybody that's listening in is know that we're passionate about the race to stop suicide, and it's on Daniel's cars all over the country. And uh, when I ran into Teresa down at her business there, we got talking about what we do and stuff like that. And she mentioned that she's a, a, a mental health counselor. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, my gosh, would, would you please, is there any way you could break free to come on our show? So somehow you found time to do that. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. So you came from Illinois. You moved mm-hmm. down to this area. What did you do in Illinois? Were you in the mental health up there, too? So, like I said, I moved about 10 years ago, so I had actually just finished my bachelor's at the time, um, and I moved here to work at a children's hospital. Um, I was a child life specialist for many years, um, so that's a supporting role for kids in the hospital, really offering different coping skills, um, certainly a member of the psychosocial team, so working a lot um, with our social workers, our chaplains, things like that, really make sure that we're supporting the whole family as a whole um, during what you can imagine is a very stressful time. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, we could roll the, the clock back 25, 30 years, and it would look completely different than it is now, right? Yeah. So a couple of years ago when with the COVID hit and things like that really had a profound impact. Talk about that. Oh, sure. My goodness. Um, it, it was a very challenging time. You had a lot of separation of families, unfortunately. Um, and so as a child life specialist at that time, really trying to build that connection as best as we can for whether that's a child who's hospitalized or if it's a parent who's hospitalized, um, you know, making sure that we're able to do whatever we can to make sure that they're staying supported and connected. Yeah, well, it's really, really important what you're doing here. Thank There's you. so many, so many facets of mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure the listening audience right now uh just just those two words are triggering triggering something in their mind and it may be it may be a relative it may be personal it could be anything mm-hmm. uh, you've brought some really really interesting books in here man i tell you i wish i had time to read them all yeah. right now but uh i'm going to write them down and i'm going to buy them because they're very very important uh talk a little bit about that like uh when when you transitioned into this, what caused you to do that? Was it something personal in your life, or it's just your passion? Oh, sure. Thank you for asking. Um, you know, really, my decision to go back to to school, and um, I now have my master's, and I'm a registered mental health counseling intern here in the state of Florida, so um, pre licensed. Um, my my decision to do that really um, was to kind of support outside of the hospital walls, right? Um, at that time, I was feeling very comfortable in my role and certainly able to support families um, within the hospital walls, but also knowing that there's so much that we can do outside. And certainly, like you said, that, that mental health is with us all day, every day. Um, so, so making sure that we're giving a bit more of a holistic um, support. And, and you pick this uh, this route to go because mm-hmm. you want to help people. Yes. Obviously, you could tell you're that type <laughs> of person, right? And it's just so so important. What are what are some of the things you're seeing out there? We talked a little bit about the the COVID shutdown and stuff. How is that affecting, uh, say, our children? Uh, you know, I I think the one positive, if there is any, from from COVID, is certainly that people are feeling a little bit more comfortable reaching out for help. Unfortunately, what may have gotten us there is um, feeling a bit burnt out, feeling a bit on our wits end, right? Um, so I'm I'm a big believer really in that dialect of thinking. Um, I try to say and instead of but. So, you know, while it is 
um, saddening that we've kind of hit that point. Um, it's also really great that we are now accepting and willing to accept that support, right? Um, for our kids in particular, uh, it's it's been such a challenge. You know, we, we talk about school and missing friends, um, academic challenges, just feeling overwhelmed, trying to stay focused perhaps at home. Um, so, so all sorts of different stressors, I'd imagine, there. Yeah, I think uh, what occurs to me is thinking about how some of the kids really kind of confined themselves to their rooms and stuff mm-hmm. and kind of went into almost like a cocoon type atmosphere and sure you know how do you uh how do you bring people out of that and back into the light let me put it that way sure uh you know i i think some of that does certainly need to come from within right there's got to be a little bit of um some some perhaps ownership there of the light bulb going off hey i'm i'm starting to isolate i'm i'm noticing maybe that i'm not doing the things that i typically enjoy doing um the activities that do typically bring me that joy i'm finding myself are no longer bringing me that joy um if that kind of light bulb goes off a bit for you um it it may be best to seek out some of that support whether that's in your own family system or kind of moving outside of the system into um accepting some more professional help do you find that to be the norm though that people actually you know it 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 kind of i guess sometimes appears that that they're a little bit oblivious to that they're kind of in their own little world there and how do you uh, is it is it the parents help or uh, bringing them out of that yeah, yeah. And I, I apologize. My goodness, I haven't worked with kids for a few years now, so I'm a little bit out of practice there. Um, but certainly for you as a parent, right, you know your child best. So if you do notice some of that, um, really just opening that conversation as best you can to then help your child feel a bit more comfortable to express and as you said, our, our kids aren't always going to have the easiest time expressing. Um, so giving different avenues to get that emotion out, whether it is physical activity, um, whether you are um, just kind of Googling and, and taking a look maybe at, at Pinterest. My goodness, our social media now has so many great different outlets um, for activities, right? How can we engage our kids, whether that's through music, through journaling, through art, to offer them different outlets to be able to express themselves. Yeah. It is uh, the isolation part, I think, is what you really you really have to break that trend to be isolated, right? Get them back out and doing things. And, you know, I'm a big believer in uh, in endorphins, right? Mm-hmm. How, how exercise helps you through stress. And, Absolutely. You know, we actually had a discussion today uh, about that in the light of uh, quitting smoking. Mm. And the topic came up, and uh, it, it really—it's it, something that's—I've never done it, so I don't know. But I understand it's very, very hard to do. But you do have to take ownership. You have to want to quit, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, and the same with this. Yeah, and small steps to doing that. You know, there is research out there, right? When we smile, it does trigger a bit of that within us. It does relieve some of those hormones. I'm not asking for someone who's clinically depressed to have a fake smile on. Oftentimes they are doing that. They have to wear that mask just to make it through the day. At the same time, small things like that, right? Let's ground ourselves a little bit. 
let's do a small smile and and see what what it does um bring up for us what it does help us to feel what do you think about humor love it i love humor mm-hmm. you know the the uh what was the old saying the uh how the Irish have a way of telling you to go to heck and you actually enjoy the trip, right? <laughs> and it, it, everything, everything, it can be what you want it to be, right? Mm-hmm. When you wake up in the morning, you have full control over that day. Sure. Talk sure. about that a little bit. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm starting to smile. It, hey, well, there you go. <laughs> you know, waking up in the morning, it may not always be easy, or even going to sleep at night, listing, listing three things that you are grateful for. Three positive things from that day. Even if it is something as small as, unfortunately, let's say someone is pretty deep down, um, feeling unlike themselves and feeling down and depressed. One small thing, like, I got out of bed today. I brushed my teeth today. One positive thing. One grateful thing. You found that. Guess what? You're going to find another, right? It's not going to always be easy, but if we practice this, our mental health does take practice. If we practice, it becomes a bit easier, and our brains are malleable. We're going to kind of shift a little bit. We're going to work on those thoughts. Makes perfect sense. You know, I've often heard this term right along those lines that I'm not a morning person. Now, I've never really understood that. Because I'm a morning person. I mean, so I get up and I click my heels together at like 5 o'clock, and I say, I, I don't understand why it's not light yet. I'm ready to go. You know? mm-hmm. But there is that. Um, is that an internal mechanism, or is it drawn by what, what, what causes that where we, we think that, gee, I'm just not a morning person? It can be. We all have our own kind of circadian rhythms, if you will, and, and our, our days are built around that. So your routine is, is going to be big, um, especially for someone who may have a diagnosis. A routine is, is important. Um, so everyone might just be a little bit different there. Um, their rhythm might be a little bit different than ours. Yeah, I guess that's true because you, you, you can look at two people in a family, a, a brother and a sister, a brother and a brother. Man, they're so different. It's like, what in the world, right? Very much so. Mm-hmm. That, that, I guess that's just our physiology the way that we're geared right yeah and at different points in our life we might need a little bit more sleep (laughs) we just might or we might need a little bit less yeah well -hmm. i guess the people that that are not morning people actually stay up later right i never understood that my brother was that guy man he was always watching johnny carson we were going to college we shared a a place and i'll never do that again that was not good didn't work. Uh, no, I never forget. <laughs> it, it, he, we had a TV. We didn't have any money, so we shared this apartment. We had a TV, and the TV kept blinking. On, you know how it rolls like that. Oh. So you know, at two o'clock in the morning, he's watching Johnny Carson beating on the TV, and I'm getting up at five. Oh. I was like, but anyway, I digress. I don't know how I got on that, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, I want to. Uh, after we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about these books. Very sure. interesting. Now, stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. See this? 
It's a generator for your home. Never needs gas, no moving parts, and it's quiet as a church mouse. Hurricane or power outage headed our way? No worries now. It's a solar generator for your home that works day and night and pays for itself through energy savings and tax credit. Hi, folks. This is Bill Gallagher with SolarFit. We're your Tesla certified Powerwall installer, and the future is here. Give us a call today for all the details. 445-7606. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. Hi, folks. We're back with you again. Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. I'm Bill Gallagher. I'm speaking with Teresa. Teresa, before the break, you did an outstanding job of kind of getting things set up. Now we want to dig in a little bit. If there's anybody listening out there that hasn't been through this, uh, God bless you. But there's this thing called burnout, hmm. right? And that does not have anything to do with a high-speed Chrysler Hemi. <laughs> this is this is all about you know, uh, mental and physical. Talk about that, Teresa. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, burnout, oftentimes we hear that and we think of our healthcare workers or perhaps our first responders. Absolutely. That's something they experience. Um, But, you know, I also want to talk about our teachers, our parents. This is a a buildup of chronic stress. Um, So, you know, there's certainly things like we were talking about that we can do to hopefully combat that along the way and and like we said mental health takes a bit of work mm-hmm. for sure so what are some of the symptoms how would we know sure um unfortunately if it's something you may not have experienced before you might not be able to tell what what signs are getting you there right um but for myself as um you know, a, a mental health provider here, um, we refer to compassion fatigue. So I'm caring for someone else's needs. I'm listening. I'm hearing these stories day in, day out. Um, there's the opportunity or, you know, possibility of me getting a little bit brought down by that. Um, so again, some signs for me personally are going to be different than yours. Um, but if I do find that Uh, You know, maybe I'm feeling a little bit more on edge when I'm driving home. If I'm, you know, experiencing a bit more of that frustration during traffic, if I'm having trouble falling asleep because my mind might be replaying the day and I'm not really able to bring myself down. Those, I would say, would be some signs perhaps that you might need a little bit of extra self-care. Right. What about when I think of stress and I think of all the different sources it could be it could be traffic right you, you may yeah. it could be business activities it could be it could be uh performance issues gee maybe i'm mm-hmm. not quite meeting what i should do all this stuff kind of wears on you and then i think of elderly people and you know sometimes being as home the first thing that occurs to me is pets sure i don't know why but i just pets talk about that how does that help how they're supportive yeah Oh my goodness. I, I swear I could, I almost brought Gus with me. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought about it. He's just so sweet. And our, our pets do have a way of, of bringing out the playful side of us. They're really great at picking up on our emotions. So even just coming alongside of us with that. Um, so if we're coming home a little bit more stressed, perhaps kind of just laying on side of us to bring that down. Um, But what's really great about um, this book, which is actually called Burnout, um, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, um, this is is a little bit more geared, I would say, to our our female readers. Um, 
What I really enjoy about it, though, is it does certainly talk about our stress cycle and our emotional cycle. So if you are experiencing a stressor at work and you find that you may have given a presentation, you weren't really you weren't really um, as as proud of how it went and you're feeling a little bit down on yourself about it, but you still have to make it through the rest of the day. Right. That emotion is there. We may not have the time to sit, breathe, process, work through it in that moment for a variety of different reasons. However, it stays with us, right? It has to go somewhere. So making sure that when we do get home, we do something to release that. We do something to finish that emotional response, whether that is sitting down and playing with our pet, whether that is going for a run and you know all right let's let's say it i'm really upset with myself that i messed that up it's okay you can say that run through it think about it work through it and release the rest of that emotion so it's not something that's building 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 up inside of you to the point where you get burned out Mm. boy that's good advice that is good advice you know i don't know if you've ever um read any books by Tony Robbins mm. any chance I don't think Tony so. Robbins is a phenomenal phenomenal character mm-hmm. but uh, he uses uh, acronyms a lot right and some of the some of the things stressors are like fear F-E-A-R yeah and his acronym for that is false evidence that appears real oh sure so sometimes we can conjure up these thoughts that bring emotions and the next day the whole this thing disappears talk about that cycle Oh, sure. My goodness. Anxiety loves to take us places. There is a really good children's book, um, The Worry Bug, I think. Don't feed the worry bug. And it talks about different ways to do that. Um, but anxiety will take us. It, it will snowball us away. And, and it is um, kind of recognizing for yourself whether that is a, a cognitive kind of um, signal to you that, wow, my thoughts are starting to spiral Um, Or if it is more of a physical response, recognizing that for yourself to knowing when to pause, to ground yourself, to be able to think a little bit more clearly. Um, Because you're right, you know, the next day, the stressor may very well be there. um, And it may not have been as as large or it may not have been exactly what we had perceived it to be at that time. Yeah, you're right on top of this. How about breathing? Talk a little bit about breathing. I just took a deep breath right now. <laughs> um, it It's very important to really try as hard as we can to kind of bring our mind and body together. Again, none of these things I say lightly, right? Especially if they're not common practice for you, it may seem a bit foreign. Um, but really, when we take a deep breath in... Um, in our nose, pausing for a moment, blowing out. If we're stressed, our breathing may be a little bit more hastened. It may be a bit quicker. So by doing that, what we're doing is slowing ourselves down. Our vagus nerve is a very large um, nerve that does connect those points in our body, right? So we are connecting our mind and our gut. We're slowing our body down. We're slowing our breathing down. We're slowing our thoughts down. Because we're trying to get ourselves a bit out of that emotional side of our brain where we're just running with that anxiety 
And we're bringing ourselves more to that kind of logical side of our mind to then find that balance. Breathing is important. Very important. Not just breathing, but breathing. So in the martial arts, they've got different types of breathing. They have nogari, which Mm -hmm. is a very quiet type of breathing. And and they've got ibuki, which is a more gut rule, you know. Mm -hmm. But both of those uh, are are very helpful in controlling your emotions. You know? Sure, it's sure. Very, yeah. Very, interesting. So let's, what else are we going to talk about? What what other books you got that really... Well, I, I did also bring just a, a great journal. You know, as we were talking about different ways to combat stress, um, ways to practice appreciation or gratefulness, uh, the story of my life is more of um, just small little prompts here to take... Um, your life in and of itself and and talk about yourself a little bit right and this is just for you this is just for you so if it's not anything you want to share with someone that's okay it's getting you expressing a little bit so it's a journal yep. right. okay so you can keep kind of your your private thoughts but expressing them mm-hmm. um you can express them verbally, but the problem is there's no one there to hear it but you. But if you write them down, right, you're actually yeah. putting on paper. It doesn't seem, though, that you, you your memory, that brings clarity when you write things down. Absolutely. Right? Whether you're trying to learn and do anything, when you write it down, all of a sudden it's like, okay, I got it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's great practice. When we're in our minds, um, there's the possibility of our, our thoughts getting jumbled, jumbled. Excuse me. There's the possibility of our thoughts... Um, tripping on one another, bumping in together, spiraling out of control. When you write that down, you may see that. And I always encourage clients, whatever you are journaling on, be kind to yourself. If you want to scratch it out, scratch it out. I, I try to encourage clients not to erase. If you want to, you absolutely can. But what you're seeing there is you're just freely getting it out you're freely moving those thoughts from your mind out on paper and and sometimes that can be a true depiction of how jumbled how messy it may have been and that really gives you a point to start well that is that is great you know everything i do for some reason i always do in pencil i think it was for i made so many mistakes in school <laughs> but i never erase anything yeah. and so i wonder why am i doing this in pencil if i'm not really erasing it there's just that little you know that little uh, security pen which is yeah. this thing here that 0.5 millimeter pen yeah, there's something wrong with that i don't know anyway that's my fault we'll, we'll go into therapy right after this <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway what else what else you got there that looks really cool well, you know, as we kind of talk about the mind-body connection here, um, there is a wonderful book, The Body Keeps Score, and this is, is more so in reference to trauma. Um, unfortunately, things happen in our lives, and um, they can have significant impacts on us, whether that be a car accident, um, a robbery, um, you know, the unfortunate shootings that are taking place. So... The this book does um, kind of touch on a little bit of what we've touched on in the sense that the body keeps score means that that trauma is physically um, experienced within us. And so while someone may not be able to um, maybe cognitively process it from the start, um, our bodies may show signs, whether that's... Um, 
dissociation, so kind of blinking out from time to time um, if triggered, or responding perhaps to a trigger with, with anger or fear, um, avoidance, right? These are some physical signs that we are experiencing some symptoms of trauma. What about like uh, advanced, premature advanced aging? People that are very concerned all the time seem to kind of fall into that category. How do you, how do you handle how do you fear occur? or worry about getting older? About, well, just it could be about anything, mm. but it's causing them to, you know, not enjoy life to the fullest. Oh, sure, sure. That's tough. And and it's a bit existential when we think about that. We're we're um anxious about the future, perhaps. So we're anxious about death, perhaps. Um and it can be scary. It can be can kind of sound maybe counterproductive. In those cases, it may be with the support of a, of a counselor. If that's the counselor's style, you may roll with that anxiety a little bit. You may explore some of that a little bit um, to really see what's there. Yeah. Well, the key is uh, when you sense there's any type of a problem, uh, reach out. Right. Don't yeah. don't internalize this and don't think that there isn't help available. And Teresa, how can is there is there a way that they can reach you if they need some kind of advice? <laughs> Sure. So at this time, unfortunately, my practice, I've taken a small pause. Um, but if you are feeling like you would need some support, Psychology Today is a great source to reach out to find local um, providers in your area. Certainly, if you're hoping to go through an insurance, you can even contact your insurance provider to be able to, to find, again, some local providers. Great. And there's a new uh, um, quick number you can call for suicides. Mm-hmm. Do, you have, uh, do you have that number? They just switched it up, actually. I think they did about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if we can't gather it right now, you can Google it. But probably it'd be a good thing to have handy if you have if you know anyone that's having any symptoms or anything like that, so they can they can call right away. Well, Teresa, we're almost out of time. We're talking with Teresa uh, Sugar here, a mental health expert. She's kind enough to stop by our studio. Oh, thank Teresa, you. thank you so much for coming in today. Man, it's been it's been awesome. You are so welcome. Thank yeah. you so much for having and me. I really hope that uh, folks you've helped folks out there. And uh, if you need any more information, please feel free to call us here at Solar Fit number three eight six four four one two two nine nine. And the number four uh, is nine eight eight. 988 is the suicide hotline number, so please keep that somewhere where you can grab it if you need to. Hope you never do, but it's good to have. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Teresa, continue great success. Thanks, folks. We'll give you a, a shout next week and talk to you then. SolarFit Renewable Energy Radio Show paid for by SolarFit. 